1: Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secrets number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best selling styles. Their latest innovation features lightweight construction that provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. I've been wearing their demi bra literally every day this week. It is so comfortable and looks great underneath all different styles of clothing. It's available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44. That's that's 43 sizes and 22 different styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com.
2: So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world
3: What's up, Bachelor Happy Hour? I'm one of your hosts, Becky Kufrin. And I'm Michelle Young. And we are back with y'all this week to talk, obviously, about Bachelor in Paradise and the two crazy episodes we saw. I know, it's getting messy. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> but this week, it's been Crazy in Paradise with the OG girls returning to the beach. And we're going to be talking with Kate all about the aftermath.
3: Yeah, I'm... Actually, very looking forward to having Kate on to get her scoop on her new relationship with Logan and everything that went down between her and Shanae. But first, before that, Michelle, let's catch up. You had a very busy week this past week. You've been traveling all over the place. But one yes. highlight that we have to talk about is you were just in Nashville and you happened to run into one of my other favorite women on this planet, <laughs> which is my mom. What my are mom the cool odds?
4: <laughs> so crazy. So wild. And that's why my voice is like this is because I've been screaming to country music all weekend. I didn't even know that I knew the words to that many songs. But I think when like the music is so loud, you have to like talk so loud anyways. So excuse, mm-hmm. excuse the raspy voice. But yeah, I think, Becky, you and I briefly spoke about that I was gonna be in Nashville and you're like oh my gosh like what are the odds my mom's actually there right now Mm -hmm. and legitimately like a few hours later we walked into one bar on Broadway and Broadway is huge for anyone like who has been there they know but like for those who haven't thousand bars yeah it's intense like there are so many different bars it is packed it's like I don't know it, it it's crazy it's crazy in the first bar that I walk into each of these bars tend to have like f- different levels a thousand
3: levels with so a many levels. different bands playing
4: exactly so I we happened to walk into Whiskey Row and it was like we went upstairs and this lady woman comes walking up to me <laughs> and she's like Oh my God, I'm Jill Kufrin. And it like took me a second to put the words together because the band was playing. And I was like, oh my God, it was just, what are the odds? And then we got to FaceTime Becca you. That was so fun.
3: I knew the second you were FaceTiming me. I just had a feeling. I was like, she ran into my mom. Mama Jill's going to be on this other line with her. And it's, it's funny because like she wasn't even supposed to go on this trip to begin with. Like it was like she went with a group of friends, but she wasn't originally planning on going. Last minute, booked her flight, left, and um, and and she was there. I because she I think was by herself at that point because all of her friends flew out earlier, right? She and,
4: she was there. No, she there were like four of them with her.
3: Oh, she was still with people. Okay, yeah. So she so was that still was with like, people. That was like their last place they were going before they went back to the airport to fly back to Minnesota and. The wow, fact that turning you, up. The fact that you two saw each other, I'm like, oh, my God. She probably, if I'm being honest, would have extended her trip an extra time. I think she had so much fun and mm. was so excited. She was so, like, Michelle and my mom FaceTimed me, and we were screenshotting photos of each other. <laughs> Michelle, the one that you sent me back, I just had so much food in my teeth. And I was like, if she posts this, <laughs> oh, my God, don't you dare. I was like, don't I you dare, I need to dare, go back Michelle. and look. I oh need to go God. back
4: and look at that photo photo. photo that um, that I that you or that you posted but that I sent to you because I didn't I didn't see that but then the one that you posted is not any better
3: it's so cute you're looking at my mom no I look like I'm already lit and I'm like I haven't
4: even had a drink yet (laughs) like (laughs) First bar, Uh, I didn't even get a drink yet.
3: Well, that was honestly one of the highlights of my week. I'm so happy you two finally met. And and our moms are like texting and talking and like already planning on meeting each other. And so the fact that you ran into her in a completely different state just. Your mom was like.
4: She was like, I need like we all need to plan something so that the four of us can get together. Are you coming home for Thanksgiving? Mm
3: Mm-hmm. We gotta do something. Mm -hmm. Okay, we
4: should we should get something on the calendar for that. But that she was saying that and she's like, we just all four need to hang out just so then and then meet so then me and your mom can just hang out. I was like, you can you can text my mom and go hang out with her before we all four get together. They are
3: texting. They're already texting. They're like BFF via text, yeah. (laughs) Um I love it. I just like love the crazy friendships that form like well beyond this show but that Absolutely. was so fun seeing you but
4: how how are you doing Becca Phyllis and I know that when um we FaceTimed you you and Thomas were in
3: the car what, what was your weekend like oh my gosh this weekend was so incredible Thomas and I took a little road trip to one of our favorite towns in I was gonna say in California but probably in this country and we went up to Ojai which it's just a special place to us it's it's like an hour and a half, maybe northeast of LA. But we've been there a couple times and we're just obsessed. It's so quaint. It's so charming. It was just good to get away from the city for a while and just like bike around and go to the cute bookshops there and grab coffee and just chill. And um, it was so wonderful that we... I hate to even say this because we are still in the midst of home renovations at the place we just (laughs) bought in San Diego, but we've been looking into getting like a second little spot in Ojai, which will, I will say this, it will not happen anytime soon. It's like on our 10 year mark, like 10 year goal of getting a little spot there that probably we would, I would assume rent out on Airbnb Um, and then just go there whenever we want to get away, kind of like a, you know, like a lake cabin in Minnesota, what you would do when you need to get away in the summers. But yeah, it was so nice. Um, we like, we didn't really have a game plan. We just like wanted to wander and explore and do whatever. So it was, it was lovely. Um, I will say though, there was one damper of the weekend and, and, uh, Thomas shed a few tears over the Padres losing the playoffs. Unfortunately, we are not going to the world series this year. Uh, so he was, he was a little bummed out, but that's okay because, you know, there's always next year, everyone, um, Aww. did he actually <laughs> cry? Well, so when they lost the, like their final game, he did come into the house and he just like face planted into the bed and then would not move his head for like a good five minutes. And so I'm like trying to pull his face off to be like, Arthur, tears there. Is it wet? Um, you, Thomas, like, is not really a crier. I've maybe seen him cry a handful of times. Like, not even a handful. Maybe three times. And yeah. um, one was over the passing of his dog, which I was a complete disaster, too. So, I oh totally understand God. that. But, like, he has cried over sports the other two times. And I'm like, seriously, dude? Like, over sports? But, hey, everyone He's has their invested, thing. invested, you know? He is invested. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was, it was overall a great weekend. And, um, let's get into what we are here for, really. The past two episodes that we saw before we bring Kate on, she was clearly part of some of the drama and a very big love triangle. So what were your overall thoughts this week?
4: You know, I'm starting to really realize when I think it was the first time when we were at... At the tell-all, when, you know, the Paradise crew came on and kind of teased this season of, like, this is things that you've, like, not seen before, it gets really messy, I'm starting to, like, really, like, oh, this is what they're talking about, and I felt so bad for Rick and Olu, though, just, like, I don't know. They came in and just... Yeah.
3: I definitely think they had something else in mind ho- that they were hoping for, for sure. And I've never met Olu. I do know Rick. He was on tour with me, and he's such a sweetheart. Um, I feel like they got the short end of the stick in this definitely. regard. But again, it's kind of the name of the game where, you know, some people hit it off with certain men and vice versa. And if you don't feel it, like, you know, it didn't right. make sense to necessarily... I mean... Maybe if they would have been on the beach, they would have met other women. But who knows? There's always next year for those those two if they're still single. Um, so somebody else we have to talk about is Jill. She has had a big presence on the season so far. But obviously, she now left the beach after finding out Jacob wasn't totally feeling it with her. What were your thoughts on that goodbye and her leaving?
4: I mean, I felt like Jacob handled it as best as somebody could like it seemed like he ended it in a very respectful manner um it's hard because it's like on the show drake breakups are going to be dramatic it's like it's not going to come across like pleasant right and it's like you can only just like sometimes honesty hurts so that was i mean there was a lot of heartbreak for sure i could see with jill but i also couldn't help but laugh when she was in like the um doing the, her little interview on the way home in the car, and she's crying. She's like, I'm crying over a Lyft driver. I'm crying over somebody who sold their couch for cash. Like I was like, oh, my God.
3: I was like, don't throw him under the bus like that. He would be a lovely Lyft driver. I would have such a good drive with him. I, I want to touch on Jacob really quick because he was somebody that we talked about on Gabby and Rachel's season, especially, like, the day that he left. Remember, he rubbed us the wrong way and he said something very off-putting to Gabby and and I called him out on the podcast about it but I will say Jacob is actually somebody who has pleasantly surprised me I think he's entertaining he seems to get along with most everyone on the beach so far but I feel like he is somebody who actually like Put puts more thought into what he wants to say at this point. Like, this second time around, being on this platform where yeah. so many people are going to be watching him, I think he's much more cognizant of, like, his conversations and how he comes across, which I really appreciate. I think he's grown mm-hmm. since the last time we saw him on Gabby and Rachel's season. And, um, like... I I think I kind of like Jacob now. He has grown on me. And, you know, starting out, I wasn't too sure about him. I kind of brought him off. But um, I think that the way that he's now kind of handling himself with conflict during confrontation, like with the letdowns with Kate and having to let Jill go, I think he handled it the best way possible and seemed very mature this entire week. Exactly. I would
4: 100% agree that he, I, I'm changing with him and, and it's been nice because it seems genuine. It doesn't seem like he's putting on a facade to be liked. It seems like he genuinely doesn't want to hurt people with his words and how he's communicating. So he's changed. Mm -hmm. But what I will say is that there is one person who we're sure has a lot to say about Jacob, and that is our guest today, Kate. Should we bring her on? Yes,
3: I think so. We have so many burning questions for her, so let's just get into it with her. All right. Well, Kate, welcome to Happy Hour. This is your first time here because we didn't have you on during your time on Clayton season. So welcome. How are you doing after now filming two seasons?
0: Um, thank you guys so much for having me. Can I just say this is my dream girl chat, like embodied. Oh, in oh. <laughs> I, I love that. Here for it. Be able to be talking to you guys. Um, but honestly, I feel really good. It's it's so funny to kind of be here again, especially like on the heels of Clayton season, which I realized the, just the other day was also airing this year, and mm-hmm. it feels like it's been 10 years, you know, since all that happened. But right. so to kind of put that in perspective is definitely, like, mind-boggling, but I feel really good, honestly.
4: Good. Are you still working, like, in real estate? Did you go back once you, like, returned home? Is everything kind of back to normal except for, like, when you turn on the TV Or maybe leave your house.
0: (laughs) Yeah, when I get on the internet, it's not normal anymore, but um, work is going really well. I'm definitely someone who, um, if I'm feeling anxious or stressed, I'll throw myself into my job. So, you know, for better or worse, that's definitely been something that I've been able to kind of lean on. Um so work is going really well still selling real estate um market's still hot <laughs> so everything is good on the work front
3: if anyone needs a realtor in LA reach out to Kate
0: yes i got <laughs>
3: you <laughs> kate so I met you in person once, and this was a couple months ago during the Bachelor Live on stage when we were actually in LA. And at that point, you and Genevieve came out on stage, and we had talked about you potentially going on to Paradise. And I think at that point, obviously, you didn't know if it was a for sure thing, but you were open to the idea. So now, looking back, are you happy you said yes to that opportunity?
0: I like view this whole experience as such a net positive. I was really hoping that I would be selected to go down to the beach. I didn't want to get my hopes too too up, but that's honestly kind of impossible. So whenever we met I was definitely trying to play it cool but internally i was like screaming you know like i really want to <laughs> go i really hope this means that like you know i hope this is foreshadowing like yeah. for a good thing for me that i'll be able to get down there um and i did I mm-hmm.
4: net positive you. i love that look at that real estate academic language <laughs> <and> vocabulary i <laughs> love it <laughs> i love it but so we are here to talk paradise so we are going to get into the details and right. at this point on the show you've been there for only two weeks but like it seems like forever it seems like you've already really made your mark how did you feel at the beginning when you're walking into a group of guys who may have already formed relationships what was going through your head at that point
0: um it did feel i mean even though it's been 2 weeks it felt like i lived many lives in that time so you know kind of being able to watch it back has definitely been a trip but um i was nervous obviously to go into a situation where i knew that connections had already been formed and on top of that like an added layer connections were formed with girls who i was friends with and girls Mm -hmm. from clayton's season so you know there was a lot of kind of complicated conflicting emotions behind it all but i think like the underlying current was i just felt so fortunate and happy to be there and i was willing to kind of like lean in and get swept away by that current and just allow myself to like get the full experience.
3: Walking in, in the moment that you did, right? Because it was vastly different from just like walking down through the gates of paradise and meeting everyone. You walked in with five women. Did you have any idea that you were going to walk into this group of people who are already coupled up and have them, Did like, were you aware of this switcheroo or were you just like, I'm just going to hang out with everyone on the beach? You had no idea what you were walking into that day.
0: Yeah, it was completely unclear to me. I was flying blind going down in that manner but i'm honestly really grateful that i did i think being able to kind of maneuver that experience with four other girls who were also in the same boat as me it felt like there was like almost a release of pressure because it's not just me storming down the stairs like trying to you know home wreck somebody's relationship but it's more like you know i have the other women to kind of lean on and to have a shared experience with and so i felt Still nervous, obviously, but kind of more empowered to be able to be going through that, like with, you know, the other girls kind of by my side and us all having a shared experience.
3: Mm -hmm.
4: Had you known like who, you know, from even from Clayton's season, um, like the old girls, the new girls, were you really close with any of them? Did you know which girls were going to be at Paradise? And once you got there and saw that they're not they're there, but they're not there. Like, what was your mentality? Did that
0: change anything for you? So I definitely got way closer to the women of Clayton season than Clayton himself, obviously. Um, and so we had all kind of kept in touch. And for the most part, I had a pretty good idea of who was going to be down there. I think what threw me off was like seeing them, you know, sitting next to their respective men and like, kind of like putting the pieces together of like, okay, like, you know, I see Genevieve and Aaron sitting there and like, you kind of see me go talk to him first because he felt like a safe space. Cause it was like, okay, okay. Like I can ask him to kind of give me a lay of the land for, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody else's connection. But it was also interesting to see who had left, you know, who I thought Mm -hmm. was going to be there. And then it turns out they were gone. Sierra Hunter, you know, like kind of peeling my eyes and seeing Mm -hmm. are here. They're not, Oh my God, what happened? You know,
3: it's kind of a letdown when you go and you think like all of your friends are going to be there and then they've already got the boot and you're just like, damn, I wanted a (laughs) summer with y'all together. Yes. Um, Okay. So your, like, I would say the strongest immediate connection was with Jacob and with him, like, what was it fresh out the gate? Was it more like the, the physical side of things or did you and Jacob happen to connect more emotionally? And we just see, didn't get the chance to see that.
0: So I think what like made Jacob stand out from the rest is that he pursued me. He was very like, on top of things you know quite literally but like he kind of made it known how he felt and he was taking action whereas I think a lot of the other guys were a bit more passive and were just kind of sitting back and so he was kind of the first one that really made a move on me and so you know I felt like that was uh, something that I could explore but you know there's also still a lot of kind of conflicting swirling like emotions Mm -hmm. you know things we have to say though
4: That the scene in in the hot tub. I can't. So funny.
3: (laughs) Okay, so so did did did, did you
4: really actually say the like
0: Pledge of Allegiance? First of all, that hot tub scene was so humbling. I'm pretty sure like my granny and my ancestors all rolled over in their graves when that was happening. I literally like am traumatized from that, but It um, was so yeah. entertaining. <laughs> uh, um yeah, that one was that was uh that was tough to watch, but like he he's just such a he has such a like sweet disposition and is like such a positive guy and easy to kind of laugh with. Like being around him wasn't something that like felt like it took a lot of work. Um mm-hmm. and so I enjoyed kind of getting to know him
3: mm-hmm. in that way. Okay, so we're going to get into everything with Logan that happens eventually. But, like, that first day, the initial group of women leave, you're left with their men. Was there anyone that... Well, this is a two-part question. Was there anyone out of the group of men that were there that you, like, really wanted to explore something with that just had something stronger with somebody else? And part two of that question is, is there anyone... That you just like really wished would have been on the beach when you were down there, that you really wanted to meet your number one guy. So
0: I think first part of the question, um, when I got down there, I definitely didn't have my eye on Jacob at all. I was honestly wondering where Michael A was because he was on the date with Danielle.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, and, that's right. He was gone. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause I was like, wait, what about him? You know? Um mm-hmm. And then I also, you know, when you kind of come across someone and you kind of feel that instant, like gravitational pull, you can't really explain it. It doesn't really make sense. Maybe that's chemistry. Maybe it's pheromones. Who knows? I felt that way towards Logan. Mm. mm -hmm. Yeah. And just like talking and laughing and just being like, wait, what about this guy? You know, but things move so fast that it's like you know then Sarah takes him on a date and I'm like oh no is that window closed you know Mm -hmm. it just it is a jungle dang
3: okay well we'll get into all that too
4: (laughs) (laughs) okay I am super curious though so okay so well yeah we'll definitely get into your connection I can't even see it in your face right now still like she's just she's (laughs) done (laughs) just a little bit (laughs)
3: Gravitational oh my God, pull. We have so many things <laughs> to ask. Gotta, Gotta leave love that again. gravitational
4: pull. I have so many things to say. <laughs> but, okay, so you and Jacob hit it off like really, really quickly, and it—you guys had fun together. It seemed like relaxing. It seemed like kind of, you know, like a safe space. But it also seemed like you were holding back a little bit. Why? Yeah. Like, are we hitting it on the mark? What was going on there?
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, holding back a little bit is almost like like, um, what's the word? Like, I was holding back a lot, Uh I felt. um, And the majority of that hesitation was my friendship with Jill. You know, I feel like I talked a big game in my interviews and my ITMs and, you know, I was being sassy and funny, but the reality is I was super conflicted and really in my head about her and about what that would mean for our friendship, how it would come across, you know, like I, I was kind of juggling this notion of like, you know, yes, I'm here on the beach and I want to pursue people who are pursuing me and I want to explore and I want to, you know, it feels good to be wanted and to be able to step into that space and enjoy, you know, that feeling. But then kind of the, the other side of that, the shadow side is like, I am, I'm, you know, I have a lot of respect for Jill and I feel a deep sense of loyalty to her as a friend. So, you know, what does this mean for me and how does this translate for me and how do I move forward? So I definitely spent a lot of time, you know, in my head about that and also talking to anybody who would listen about that as well.
3: Mm -hmm. Do you think had Jill not been, obviously she wasn't like physically in the picture at that point, but if she wasn't in the picture and had some sort of initial relationship with jacob do you think there would have been any serious potential for the both of you long term um
0: you know it's hard to say because i think on the one hand like you know that was kind of that permeated the whole experience with him was you know my friendship with her and how she would feel and what she would think But I think, you know, trying to imagine her not involved in that, I still don't think Jacob and I would have made it, you know, through the long haul. I think he's a wonderful guy. I think we're in different places in our lives and Mm -hmm. that's no fault of his. He can't help where he's at, but I also can't help where I'm at. And I think, you know, I have different needs and, you know, different things that like I am kind of focusing on. And I think that Ultimately we would have gone our separate ways. Would it have lasted a little longer? Yeah, I think so. But yeah. you know, it happened the way it happened and I'm glad that it yeah.
4: did. Okay. Well. So this goes down. Plot twist. There's always a plot twist. There's even oh. a plot twist at this point. We're just it's just expected, right?
0: Yeah, it's part of <laughs> but
4: it. We all thought that you and Jacob were gonna cruise in the next rose ceremony together, but then you shoot your shot with Logan and then your feelings were reciprocated. Were you surprised?
0: So I remember having that kind of initial magnetization moment with Logan and then, you know, things move so quickly and everything changes so fast that I thought, you know, that window might be closed because of the Sarah of it all, also because of the Shanae of it all. But I remember, you know, kind of like wanting to pivot away from Jacob, feeling more aligned with pursuing Logan But I didn't know, you know, if that would be reciprocated, if we were on the same page about that, I got a lot of encouragement from other people on the beach, you know, if you're feeling this way, you should talk to him. And so I just kind of like, threw a Hail Mary and like, let him know how I felt and it did, you know, again, it just felt so in alignment with who I am and what I want and it being reciprocated. It just like solidified for me that it was the right choice. And I was willing to, you know, go through hell and high water in order to get there. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
3: I have to say it was so entertaining watching like this scene unfold, not only with like the two of you when you actually got that date card and ass Logan, but like Everyone's reactions, like jaws were in the sand because nobody expected it. And I feel like, just to take viewers back in case they miss anything, did it really kick off? Like, you know, we see Logan go on the date with Sarah the night before, he gets home that night. Like, did it kind of start that night a little bit where it's like that was the initial conversation of like, I still am kind of vibing with you. Let's see where this could go. Obviously, then trickles into the next day. But like, that was the moment where you as Michelle said, like you shot your shot. And then he was kind of like, ah, I might still be open too.
0: She's nodding her head.
3: Yes, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) So I think
0: like, you know, in that moment, I was willing to risk it all because, you know, that's kind of what this whole container is about being able to drop into a space where like, all you can do is fully be yourself and like go for what you want. And like that, you know, that felt like the right move. And so mm-hmm. I think for him, he wasn't as like forthcoming about that, but I think it's because, you know, he has a friendship with Jacob. He also had, you know, a, a lot of cooks in the kitchen, so to speak, he had Sarah and he had Shanae. Mm-hmm. And so when I had that conversation with him, I made sure to mention like, look, I, I, I wanna throw my hat in the ring, but it's already really crowded in there. And I want you to kind of like figure out your feelings with the two of them before I, you know, make a move here because it's, you know, you have way more going on. And I also don't like want to like cause, you know, I don't wanna throw the rock in the water and have the ripples affect so many people on this beach, unless this is real. And this is serious. So like, I told him to literally sleep on it. It was like the end of the night. And I'm like, I want you to go to bed and I want you to like figure this out and let's talk tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. And when we did, it was just like, it was a full body yes. And I just loved it so much. I was like,
3: wait a this is so exciting. Like oh, it, it, felt, it
0: felt way more like, you know, how I wanted it to feel yeah. instead of this just guilt and like, you know, not shame, but just like a lot of like worry for jill and how she was feeling like all that disappeared and Mm -hmm. so it just it felt like the right move
4: is okay so when you're okay so you you guys had this conversation and it was logan that said i'm not sure the time i'm timeline of it but logan said he was like I am not a person who goes on a lot of dates or wants to go on a lot of dates or something like that. And then, like my response, I was like, "Dude, you you like setting records with how many dates you've gone on." Literally,
0: that boy did not stop going on dates. Is but, yeah. But, so like when he said that, but what you like
3: say, what he did say is, "I'd rather go on one date and start something serious with somebody. Got it. Yeah. Okay. That was, like, so the I, goal. yeah,
4: I wanted to like you to clarify that if it was like because like for me the way that I took it, I was like okay, like she hasn't been here. Like she doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, is he trying to like put on a face or is he trying to clarify, like I've been on a lot of dates, but I don't want that type of life connection.
0: Yeah. I think probably both, you know, I think he was definitely trying to put his best foot forward. I'm new here. I don't know what's transpired in the time before I got here. You know, all I know is what people are telling me. And so like, I'm, I'm operating with the information that I'm, being given, but I think he definitely wanted to put his best foot forward. I mean, you know, why wouldn't he?
3: Mm -hmm. So I want to get into the date between you and Logan because it, and just comparing, and I don't want to compare because you and Sarah are completely different, but comparing how he was on the date the night before with Sarah versus the date with you, it looks like he was just so much more comfortable and at ease and and it seemed so fun like the date that you went on could have been completely awkward right like if you didn't actually feel that connection and you both weren't like as spunky and free as you were giving massages to each other could have been weird but it's
0: been so painful like yeah
3: be awkward truly but you both seemed so into each other like i said so at ease what was the biggest difference like for both of, well, not both of you, for you in both of the connections between Logan and Jacob at that point.
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember Logan and I laughing later about that date and just being like, if that wasn't with you, that could have taken such a left turn and it would have been like cricket noise, you know, like so weird and awkward. But I just knew our sense of humors are so aligned. That's like one of my favorite things about him is that we have a very like similar like sense of humor and the way that we joke and like the nature of the jokes, like it just all like felt <laughs> like super aligned with me. And so going on that date with him and just being able to be like, this could be so cringe, but we're just going to lean in and have so much fun. Like that really like solidified like my feelings for him because it was like, oh my gosh, like this is what I want out of a partner. I want someone who's like going to mm. be able to run with the joke. Someone who's going to like be able to make me laugh and take situations that like could be cringe and turn them into something that's like kind of cute and funny. Like I, I was really here for that. If that date would have been with Jacob, you know, I still think we would have laughed a lot. It might have been, you know, a different, like, kind of pledge heard. of
4: allegiance while you give him the rundown. <laughs> I, <can't. laughs> I, I have my
0: tone, the, Literally,
3: <laughs> the best part of that I've date that. for me was when you were you were like trying to be all coy and flirtatious and yes. like, you know, I take tips in all kinds of currency. And he goes crypto, and I was like, <laughs> yes, Logan, that is exactly Bitcoin. what she meant by just the
0: tip. <laughs> He's a ripper. He builds on the joke. That's like my favorite type of humor because that's the way that I am too. So we, we laugh a lot together.
3: Did you guys talk about like on your date? I mean, obviously I'm sure you kind of knew, knew going in that he had this relationship of some sorts with Shanae. Did you get into more of that on your date? We didn't talk about
0: her. I think it was honestly us compartmentalizing a little bit, you know, like out of sight, out of mind. Let's just have fun on this day. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But I Mm -hmm. remember feeling really confident, like in our connection and being really sure that no matter what happened, that we would weather the storm, we would be okay.
3: Mm -hmm.
4: I was so just curious for you if so when typically like when you're having like those first impressions and you're like learning about somebody, right? Like, I don't know for me personally, there's a fine line between like sometimes cute. And then it's like, you can get turned off in two seconds and they give you the ick. And so hearing Mm -hmm. that he's been spending his time with Sinead, when you come in, you had some very, um, just clear, still residual feelings of just about who she was as a person and everything. When you heard that he, was kind of pursuing Shanae. were you like what are you doing like did that turn you away at all or were you like challenge accepted
0: it raised some eyebrows for me for sure and it kind of felt like perhaps his judgment was Mm. um questionable yeah I think you know, getting down there and hearing, you know, everybody talk about like, oh, she's different and shanae has been really cool and it's fine. You know, there was a part of me that wanted to give him a little bit of grace because, you know, maybe she is presenting a certain way and he's kind of resonating with that. But I mean, I would be lying if I said that it didn't affect, you know, my initial view of him. And, you know, it was something that I kind of had to come to terms with and move past. Did it also
4: bother you that – or just – so, okay, so you said that with Jacob, the one thing that you really liked is that he pursued you. mm -hmm. And, like, that's what's something that was, like, really attractive to you to, like, feel seen and all those things. It seems like with your relationship with Logan, you definitely have taken the reins. So, like, you are the one that are, you know, are – professing your feelings for him first and then as this is starting to unravel and everything like you're initiating it or you know when this group of the original girls is about to walk back in we know shit's gonna hit the fan you're I think you said um I love the way you said it you're like i'm I'm a life raft. Like I, you can't sink me and like, I'll get us through this. And I, one I was like, oh, my God I love that. Like I'm gonna steal that and use that sometime. Like that that needs to be in some type of notebook me- <laughs> like movie. That was great. <laughs> phenomenal, phenomenal. Um, five stars. But did you feel like you were initiating it too much and you wanted more from Logan?
0: Yes. um, and this becomes kind of a theme throughout and also a theme in my life, you know, paradise kind of can be a mirror and almost a microcosm like of the world and your relationships and the way that you move through them. I can end up taking that role and steering the ship and taking the reins. And I don't love to be there all the time. I enjoy being a passenger, you know, and being a DJ and like backseat driving, Mm -hmm. all that jazz, but you know what I mean? Like I, I want, I want partnership. I don't want someone that I'm having to lead. Ideally, I would like someone who's ahead of me, Mm -hmm. but with this, it was just like, you know, okay, I'm registering these things and you can probably tell, but at the end of the day, like I'm willing to see how he shows up in these situations. I'm willing to see what he does when Shanae comes back. Like I'm, I'm clocking it for sure. Like I'm, I'm like self-aware enough to understand that this can't be the dynamic forever, but mm-hmm. is it OK for right now? Like, is it is it a means to an end? Can we grow from this? Because that's the other thing, too. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to meet you where you're at, but I don't want us to stay there. Like, I yeah. want us to grow. Together. Point. I want us to. Yeah. Keep- mm-hmm. so you definitely
4: seem like you have the like you had the emotional t- intelligence, you know, to be the leader in that
0: situation
4: anyways
0: but i don't want that all the time and good call (laughs) yeah you know i get
3: it well and and it seemed like as confident as you were with your connection after that date with logan like was there any part of you that was a little bit nervous knowing that shanae was about to come right back down and that logan would choose to continue to pursue things with her or to still kind of play the fence with both of you or were you just like so confident going into that like the moment when she returned
0: I was obviously apprehensive about her, like, return to the beach um, for very, like, obvious reasons, but never did I have a doubt that Logan would end up kind of, like, trying to play the both of us or juggle us or, you know, do anything other than fully choose me. I felt really, really confident that we would get through that and we would be fine but i still you know wasn't like excited mm. about her to come back
4: mm-hmm. would you have given him how much grace would you would you have given him because like you said you gave him grace with before would you if he you know wasn't necessarily making that direct cut
0: would you would you just have been like okay we're completely done such a good question i think um i think it would have been really hard for me to continue to like give him slack you know I felt like I was already kind of like meeting him where he was at and like this was his chance to kind of like show me that he was all in and serious and someone you know who because you're looking for a partner you're looking for someone who can you can build a life with and so I think if he would have been wavering in that and if he would have you know acted conflicted or torn. Um, I don't know how much more patience I would have had for that. That would have been really difficult. But again, I, I kind of just, I just knew, like, I don't know, it was like, mm-hmm. my gut. I just like knew that he was going to be able to have a conversation with her and cut ties and that we would be able to move forward.
3: Isn't that such just a reassuring feeling to know, like, even if, like you said, you're apprehensive, even if there's like certain nerves underlying certain conversations that have to be had to still have confidence in your relationship and to know, like, he's going to come back to you because you have the strongest connection. Like there's something so reassuring in that, right? Yes, it was
0: very empowering because, you know, it's so hard to predict literally anything that happens down there. But, like, in that moment, like, if you feel the sure thing, like, just relish in it even for a little bit because everything could change, you know, literally mm-hmm. in a few hours. Mm-hmm. But, like, for for that moment, I just remember feeling so confident
3: and empowered. Mm-hmm. Like, this is how our relationship should be. We should have each other's backs through, like, the easy times, mm-hmm. the hard times. Um, okay. So, Shanae comes down. Logan has that conversation with you. Comes back to you. Let's get into that situation in itself because there's a lot that went down. Were you surprised by Shanae's reaction to learning about you and Logan and even, like, her reaction to the fact of you guys, like, sitting right behind her? Like, did you choose to be right there? Like, <laughs> I know that there was probably a lot going on in that moment, but, like, in hindsight, do you wish you would have just, like, popped around the corner?
0: It, it definitely felt... um And it's, it's like hard for me to remember like the semantics of like the situation. But I, I remember like feeling, feeling confident and feeling good that, that, that leg of the situation had like happened already. Cause you know, it's just like, there are so many hurdles, you know, I was glad that like he made it through that one and that we were okay. Um, It was inconvenient that she was so close by And I think, you know, if I were her, I would probably feel like, you know, we were trying to rub her nose in it a little bit, but that wasn't my intention. Like that doesn't feel good for me to like gloat in that way. Like I felt happy and reassured in my connection with Logan, but you know, it sucks to come back and, you know, something that you thought would be waiting for you or something that you had anticipated to be a certain way is not anymore. So like, you know, I get that that's not ideal but you know at the same time like I'm happy you know
3: the situation in itself like yes you're happy but it is kind of tough and it would be a tough pill for Sinead to swallow because she's sitting over here distraught right like the guy that she was into to show somebody else, but then you have this whole audience behind you too that is not only watching the conversation between her and Logan, but the conversation and the kiss between you and Logan and counting down the moments to that kiss and cheering as she's on the rock, you know, contemplating, <laughs> what do I do next time moment. Oh I was God. like, this is like the show to a T, like just everyone in one picture, cheering, yes. crying, everything. Um, what drove you to then approach Shanae after that, to have that conversation with her, like, you know, Logan had already talked to her a couple times, but then you decided to take it upon yourself. So what was that drive behind that? Which like
0: the, like what you mentioned, like the show to a T the duality of like everyone's experiences and how like on the one hand, everyone's cheering. So I remember that moment. I remember hugging him and looking up at the pool and everybody's like staring down, like, you know, like, is it is it good did it happen i give them a thumbs up they all start cheering that was like that i'll carry that moment with me forever i felt so celebrated and so just encouraged and reassured with everybody's reaction but at the same time like for Shanae, that sucks. You know, like that was probably like just kerosene to the fire that was already like kind of starting to take over for her. So, you know, I get it, but it's like having, you know, two, those two truths can coexist. And that's like, so like paradise, right? mm -hmm. Like, there can be so many different things that are still true, but it doesn't make them any harder or easier for anybody involved, you know?
4: Yeah. And after that, uh, you know, after that, you get that insur- that reassurance and that, um, you know, gratification and everything you is after feeling that is that would kind of push you to go then check on Sinead because you were like, well, I am going to have to coexist with this person, you know, and you did walk down there to intend to work things out potentially. Explain, yeah. just kind of, yeah. kind of explain how, how that went down?
0: So I am certainly not a person who like runs into the arms of confrontation. It's actually something that I really struggle with and something that doesn't come natural to me at all. But it was one of those things where I knew that we were going to have to coexist on the same beach together. And I just wanted to squash it and let her know like, Hey, I, I know that that isn't easy to come down here and see that. And I'm sorry that you had to, but like. I'm also not afraid of you and I'm not gonna like let you push me around or like, you know, say things about me in your interviews that are hurtful. So I think me approaching her, I was coming from a place of like, let's find an understanding, but also like, I'm not someone that you can um, like try and break. So that conversation isn't something that like I normally would be comfortable doing, but I viewed it as a moment for growth and an opportunity to speak my mind and like be able to advocate for myself and ask for what I need and name, you know, how I'm feeling. So, you know, it was tough, but I'm glad that I did it.
3: Yeah. Well, in a normal world, if like, say the situation were to happen, it's not like you'd be living with the person that your now partner you state, right? Like that right. just doesn't yeah. happen. So I, I kind of understand like the thought process behind it. I don't think it panned out quite how you had hoped or expected. Obviously, we don't really know where it went because we were left with the cliffhanger. So we'll obviously have to find out. I will say though, I'm just like, I think it's such a theme this season that people just keep, kind of removing themselves and setting themselves home. So I, for one, was just shocked when Sinead's like, no, I'm going to stick around and, like, try to find another relationship. I was just like, I'm so used to, like, Teddy sent herself home. Jill just removed herself. Lace removed herself. Like, all these women just keep going that I was just, I think, expecting that. Um, But, again, we'll find out next week. Um, Okay, despite all of the craziness that happened, though, things are looking real good for you and Logan on that beach. Um, We're excited to see where that leads because even like by your smile, I think, you know, good things, at least for a while, hopefully (laughs) for beyond that. Um, But we want to get your thoughts on everything that is going down on paradise. Um, So you were there the moment that Lace came back down to the beach to see if Rodney was there and have a conversation. Were you shocked that she chose to leave that night?
0: I think for Lace, and it's so funny because I, that was the only interaction I had with her from afar, like Mm. watching her kind of unravel in front of the guys and asking where Rodney was. And, you know, on the one hand, like you can't help, but feel for her that sucks. Like, I think she didn't really give it the old college try during split week. And so she was really like laser focused on making things work with Rodney. But on the other side, it's like Eliza, I got to witness that connection. Form and it looked so natural and effortless, and everybody was really championing that. And so, like, as you know, the role of Eliza's cheerleader, like, you know, seeing Lace come down and seeing her, you know, then self eliminate was sad for her. I think she probably felt a little pigeonholed and didn't know like it, you know, what, where to go from there. And so I think it might've just been easiest to remove herself. She was probably really hurt. But on the other side, it was like, my God, yay, Eliza. Like Mm -hmm. we love to see this.
4: Right. Gosh, it's so hard. That's that duality that you're talking about too. Just so many things going on at one time. And also that was not the first time that lace was heartbroken on the beach Mm -hmm. and this season um, with everything, you know? Um, But with okay so lace comes down the ogs are still up there at this well in this in this conversation in this question and then when jill comes back jacob relays that info to her and she takes off did you have it like you didn't get to say goodbye you didn't you know all those different things have you spoken to her
0: since um i am very confident in my friendship with jill even still yeah. Um, it was devastating for her to leave and me not to be able to have like any time on the beach with her. Um, Becca, it's like you said, like you have it in your mind of like, I'm going to drink margaritas with my friends. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get tan. I'm going to have this like fun shared experience with these girls who mean right. so much to me. And so to not even get to hug her or like say hi to her that was like one of the toughest moments for me for sure and just to see how sad she was
3: yeah it really affected me oh I can't even imagine I can't even I mean like granted we've all done it when we were on The Bachelor we all dated the same man but it's so mm-hmm. different this time around when you have more time and space to explore multiple relationships and I can't even imagine like at, like on the beaches of paradise going after somebody that you're into that like one of your friends is into too it's got to be such a tough predicament
0: it's like it it it's hard for me to even find the words to describe like how that feels because it is so different from bachelor because you do have such autonomy and agency to make these decisions for mm-hmm. yourself so like it's on the one hand empowering but it's also like really stressful and like people's feelings are involved
3: yeah oof. oof i don't i i don't i i can't even imagine i mean like i feel for anyone that has to go through that specific scenario on that beach um okay so right now on this beach we do have a couple new formed relationships and then we have like several relationships that are very strong and granted you came down during the week where the split happened but you also saw everyone reunite like brandon and serene and Victoria and Johnny, even though that's like a little rocky. Are there any couples so far that we've seen that you're like truly hope go the distance, truly hoping go the distance? Let me speak better English there. (laughs) I cannot talk right now. I'm sorry. (laughs)
0: Um, I remember during split week, like always talking to Brandon and being like, are you ready for your sweetie to get back? Because Mm -hmm. you know, Serene and I are friends from Clayton season Mm -hmm. and like just seeing him light up i and like seeing you know them come together and have that moment like i everybody was just like really really championing them to go the distance yeah. um who else? I thought that Aaron and Genevieve, they're like the way that they reunite, like is just so indicative of like, you know, who they are as people. And I was really excited to kind of watch that one. Cause he was, he was another one that I like got really close with and just, you know, was able to be like, you know, how great is Genevieve? Like, don't we love her so much? Like it was, it was fun to kind of talk to the boys about how great the girls were mm-hmm. when they weren't around. Like right. that was, you know, that just felt so cool to be able to do that.
3: Oh, I love the friendships that form me too honestly the best do we even need boys like can we like, have a <laughs> <Nope. girls? laughs> but even the friendships with the guys like what you're saying like you didn't just form friendships with the girls on Clayton season like some of the guys on that beach now you will be friends with for a lifetime it's wonderful yeah yeah yeah
0: it was fun to kind of like be able to grow out with them but also be able to just like be there emotionally and spiritually for the girls like i just i don't know across Mm -hmm. the board
3: really really good time yeah
4: i love that well we know that there is still so much to come but kate can you tease a little for the listeners about what to expect this season on bachelor in paradise
0: uh, what to expect this season on bachelor in paradise i think expect a lot of the unexpected like there are things that happen that yeah that felt so like just out of my comfort zone and i think probably out of a lot of people's but it was moments where you know we got to really push our boundaries and do it in a space that was safe and that was fun and that was challenging but like deeply authentic and real um it's it's a lot of fun. You know, I, I I remember kind of being sad that it was going to be over before it was over. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like, we all, I have this conversation with Michael. I don't know if if they show it or not, but just like the, the way that, you know, we're all coming together. We all are from different walks of life and have different stories. And just for this moment, we all get to be in this shared space together and share these memories. Like, it brought me to tears. Like it's there. There are are a lot of tough moments, but there are a lot of like heartwarming real moments too. Yeah. So
4: you're saying you're going to be around for a while.
0: I might. Tune in in to find out. (laughs) Damn.
3: Everyone's so good. You know how to give us just enough. I will say Mm. like, I I'm sure you felt moments on the beach where you're like, this is dragging on. It's never going to end. Like when can I just get back home to relax? But then It also moves so damn fast and like it's gone in the blink of an eye and you're going to be like, I wish I was back on that beach. So I'm, I love when people can like, everyone has such a different experience. Some people love paradise. Some people hate it, but I like, it's still such a unique, special thing. So I love when people can actually realize that and, and appreciate it. Whether you had a great outcome or not the best outcome, it's still like so unique that not very many people get to experience. So Um, with that, Kate, before we let you go, we love to keep our listeners here on happy hour informed. And so lately in the past couple of weeks, we've been sharing important resources that we love. Um, we've been including them on our Instagram highlights so people can go and check them out very easily to access them. Um, so we're going to have you share one, but first, Michelle, do you want to kick it off this week?
4: Yeah, absolutely. So my resource is actually um it's a documentary this time. It's called The Black Feminist. I believe you can stream it on YouTube. There's a bunch of other sources as well or platforms as well, but it basically just kind of goes into that double-edged sword of being Feminist and being black and just how that oppression takes place over um, different out of race and then also a gender and so it's something that's super interesting catches your attention right off the bat um, and really kind of focuses and zones in on specifically black women so again that one's called the black feminist
3: awesome thank you Rebecca um, yes so this is a book that I read oh man about a year ago but it. Thomas just packed it when we went out of town this weekend, and it's a book called I Take My Coffee Black. It's by my dear friend, Tyler Merritt. I highly recommend everyone checking out him on Instagram. He is such a joy of a human being. Um, His book, it's all about like him growing up in this multicultural community and realizing that like in specific moments that he wasn't always welcome, but it's kind of about his experience growing up as a black man. It is... It's such a great read because it's so insightful, but it's also hilarious at moments. It's gut-wrenching. It weaves in lessons about, like, white privilege and the history of racism that is still very prevalent in our country, um, in our society. So it's called I Take My Coffee Black by Tyler Merritt. Again, ugh. Oh he's such a gem. Um, And he also, I don't know when, how recent, but he did also just come out with a children's book as well, which could be incredible for younger kids. So I definitely want to check out that kid's book and maybe give it to my niece as like a little late birthday present or early Christmas present. Um, But yeah, I take my coffee black. I will link that on my Instagram as well. And now Kate,
0: you are up. (laughs) Um, So I actually have two. Um, The first one is um, a podcast that I will listen to every now and then called The Financial Feminist. And she'll have guests come on and just talk about like what it is to be a woman in the workforce and, you know, how to ask for what you need and get a raise and whatever. This one in particular that um, kind of resonated with me is called Unlearning Self-Sacrifice for Women. The guest that she has is Tiffany Dufu, who has... Been an author. She was on the panel for lean in the latest book that she's written is um, called dropping the ball. And it's basically about like, as women, you know, society tells us to be all these things, a good wife, a good mom, a good employee. And like, you know, we, we juggle so much and we wear so many hats and like, it's about like, you know, kind of dismantling that we have to be like all these things and, you know, we can ask for help and just like the, the kind of like gender roles and things that go with that. So I found it really interesting. Um, I think you guys would honestly really love it. So if you haven't listened, I think out. you should. Um, yeah, definitely. the second one, I can't like fully endorse because I'm not done with it yet, but so far so good. It's a book I am listening to on my hot girl walks called pleasure activism, And it's basically about um, the author is Adrienne Marie Brown. She is a woman of color. She's also queer. And it's unpacking like how we can use pleasure in order to work through trauma and kind of like, you know, how our society has been like viewing pleasure through like different lenses and how like you can find liberation in like learning how to feel good and how that's actually better for like your interpersonal relationships, your relationship with the climate, like everything can kind of be like filtered through that. And it's like, it's pretty heady. It's like, you know, I think piece, but like, it's something that I like am learning so much about already. And I'm like a third of the way in. Mm-hmm. So if you, mm-hmm. uh, resonate with that I would recommend awesome what's the title of that one again pleasure activism and she likes things in some parts of it so I would recommend audiobook for sure
3: okay oh awesome wonderful yeah. well thank you for doing your homework and sharing those too um, Good job. we HS. always we always <laughs> love to share those so we will definitely even if you want to send us those ones too or we can even dig them up and, and share yeah. them on our page too just so more people can ask access them so easily um, but now the time has come we have one last thing that you got to do which we have all of our guests on happy hour do and that is to share your rose and thorn of your paradise journey so far so of these two weeks that you've been on the beach overall what has been the best moment your highlight and what has been the messiest or worst moment
0: i think that my rose so far would be just how present i was able to be like i'm someone who can live in my head a little bit and be anticipating the future and you know kind of like staring into the past and in an environment like paradise, like you are just so focused on the present and so able to just drop in and be in the moment. And that was so beautiful for me. I really, I felt like that I, I thrived in that, like being able to just like live in the now, cause that's something that's so tough for me to do on the, the outside. Um, so I think that that would be my rose. My thorn. Um, I know I've talked about this at nauseum at this point, but just the kind of the nature and the juxtaposition of like feeling so like powerful and being pursued and just like stepping into a space of just being like I'm gonna go for what I want and feel so empowered in doing that mixed with like you know these are people's feelings on the other side of this and these are my friends and it just was like a really it was a really tough thing for me to navigate and i spent a lot of time like really um really worried about you know what jill might think what other people might think what viewers might think and maybe there's a bud in there for me of like why are other people's opinions like why am i placing so much of my worth and my value and what other people think about me. So maybe I should explore that. But I think that that would be my thorn, just, you know, being in my head about all that stuff.
4: Totally understand. Totally understand. It's definitely quite an experience and as much as it can be a fun experience, there's a lot that comes with it. Even after you're done filming, once you're watching everything back as well, it's It's sometimes tougher than being there yeah reliving it you know yeah but thank you so much kate for being here it was so nice to talk to you and we cannot wait to see what's next for you out on this beach yes
3: (laughs) thank you kate it was so good to see you again i can't wait to keep watching you and i'm so intrigued to see where your relationship with logan might go so thanks for popping on today
0: Oh, my gosh. Thanks, guys. It was honestly a pleasure. <laughs> I feel so lucky to be able to chat with you guys. Oh, you're oh, so, so
3: fun. You. So please come back anytime. Yay. Okay. Love you We'll y'all. talk to you soon. Bye. I like Kate. That
4: was interesting. No, that was good. She gave us a lot of really good insight.
3: I think, yes. And I'm glad we had her on because and Michelle and I had talked about this a little bit before we started recording. Like, I think... Parts of her viewers are going to love and then parts and things that she said on the episodes probably rubs people the wrong way, but I'm glad we were able to have her on to explain a bit more. I think she's so confident and, you know, we're not always used to that confidence in women and I find it incredible. I, uh, like I wish I could be more like that too, but, um, I'm glad she was able to just give more of like the why behind her actions, um, I'm excited to see where where it goes with her. Thank you, Kate, for joining us today. Um, Michelle, I always love chatting with you. But a bigger thank you to all of our Happy Hour listeners. Don't forget to all of you listeners out there that you can catch all new episodes of Paradise every Monday and Tuesday on ABC or Hulu.
4: And make sure to hit us up on social. You can follow us at Bachelor Happy Hour on Instagram. And from there, you'll find everything you need to know to follow us on Twitter
3: and TikTok. And All new episodes of Happy Hour drop every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen. And you can always listen without ads by subscribing to Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app.
4: Thank you, Batch listeners, and we will see you next week. Cheers! Cheers!
1: Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation features lightweight construction that provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. I've been wearing their demi-bra literally every day this week. It is so comfortable and looks great underneath all different styles of clothing. It's available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44. That's 43 sizes and 22 different styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com.
2: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.